Welcome to Eagle Nation. Don't forget to join us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter so you never miss an episode. Well, West Coast have claimed a stirring upset win and climbed off the bottom of the AFL ladder with a hard-stopping seven-point win over the Western Bulldogs on Sunday. They've given up pick one in the draft, but they have shaped the finals, denying the Bulldogs a spot in the final eight unless they can beat the Cats this week. Um, I welcome Dan and Wayne. How are you going, boys? Very good. Very good. Yeah, good to be here, I think, after a win. Uh, I'm 50-50. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Heart's so happy. Brain's thinking, well, have we blown something here? It's blown our chance at the pick one, but... Unless you guys listen back to the podcast, I just played us singing, uh, the, you know, this, the club song. So <laughs> we haven't heard it too many times, so I thought I'd just chuck it in at the start. Before we get into the game, thanks to Tommy at Plus Fitness, CBK, Hillary's and Gina Up for jumping on board as a sponsor. And go to Linktree where you can access our socials, Facebook, Instagram, X, which is Twitter. And I don't know if you've jumped on um, TikTok, but I've done a few little things there, so... Yeah. Starting to get a bit of a following then, and thanks to the people that were shouting out to Eagle Nation on TikTok. Oh, I jumped right. on and people were talking about Eagle Nation, so I went, oh, that's pretty good. So that's good. Um, let's get into the game, guys. Um, yes, 14 goals, 8.92 to 12 goals, 13.85. The goal kickers for the Bulldogs were lobbed with three, and the rest were singles to Wes Waderman, Hugo Hayden, Trelaw, and a couple others. And Eagles, well, it was uh, – Jamie Cripps, let's we're going to call him Patrick then. Uh, five goals, a third time for him in this uh, in his career to kick five. Dar- Allen three, Darling two, Yo Tree Magic and Hunt one. Um, where do we begin, guys? Um, I don't know about you guys, but I was sitting there at the end and I'm sitting there going, mm, four minutes to go, they need three and a half goals. Can they win? Yeah. Uh, will they win? I, I, I didn't know what to do. I think it. I think it shows the players' will. At the end of the day, when you're playing, you when you're playing, you get that inner feeling. No, nah, I'm here to win. I'm not here to lose. Um, the only way you can lose is if the coach makes you lose. But in, in positional changes, but I think they uh, the players saw it. No, nah, we're in this, and you, I think they were like that in Essendon too. To be honest, it's just that that was just a one of those. They come from thirty points down, and they nearly, nearly snatched that one as well. But I. Yeah, I think uh, the midfield, I always say that's where it's won and lost and Kelly was unbelievable. And then I don't, I, the thing I can't believe is there's a team fighting to stay in the eight and they left the best man on the ground, just let him run all day on his own. I just cannot believe that. Yeah, it's on a lot of podcasts today about um, not manning of Kelly. What do you think, Dan? What are your feelings? Well, it's funny because all I can do is almost reiterate what Wayne's just said. I mentioned I'm not a fan of Bevo as a coach. He does weird things and – he does things he shouldn't do or and neglects to do things he should do. Kelly, I have never seen, especially this year, just run so free with no one on him. Mm. And his disposal efficiency shows that. He had like 78% disposal efficiency. And Kelly never has great disposal efficiency because he's always under pressure. There's always someone on his tail, you know. it's it, it, he, he has to get that contested ball. He has to get that hard clearance. It looked easy for him. And the Essendon game, I mentioned this to you guys off air, 
you always felt like they had it in them to overrun us. That Bulldogs game, they looked like a depleted Dower's sad side. It wasn't like they f- felt threatening. Even with four minutes left, they could have kicked three, four goals. You didn't think they would. You know, you couldn't picture them doing it because it's like, who's going to stand up? Pontempelli had a great game, but I think we exploited him not, you know, as in we'll let you go, but we'll have Petch, you know, improve. We'll have, you know, Gaff on the wing get 23. We'll get, you know, Kelly to get just as many disposals as you, knowing, and you brought this up last week, that your defence isn't as strong as ours, especially with Gov down back for us, where we could probably lose the inside 50 count, but we've... Allen up there, and that's true. You don't see the multiple goal kickers this year because we've been so poor. You don't see Darling kick multiple goals. You don't see Cripps kick multiples. You don't see Allen kick multiple goals. But this game you did, and that's where it was one for me. Yeah, it was the midfield because they got it in there, but it was like we just exploited them, I found. And Darling was very unlucky because he took that beautiful mark in the goal square. He's another one that could have had three goals for that game. So they didn't have huge impact, some of them, but they – when they had their chance, they did. Um, but, yeah, how Bevo's still coaching that side. That was the worst coaching effort I think I've seen all year. Well, the Eagles won the defensive half scoring margin, 39 of 22. So, And that's where they've been probably the worst in the competition all year. So, um, that's you know, it was great to see um, the leaders stood up for the Eagles. It was the senior players that stood up. So it maybe put to rest a couple of... Um, Rumours that the senior players aren't playing for uh, Simo. On Sunday, it showed that they were, you know what I mean? Mm. Because the best players were all senior players. Um, We talked about Bonapelli really quickly there. He had a great third quarter where he had 11 uh, had 11 tackles for the game and that's the most recorded in, that was in the final term actually. Mm. So that was the most in any one quarter this year. So... um, but he wasn't. He was tackling. He wasn't getting the clearances yeah. like that he did in the a third quarter. Um, like you said, a lot of scrutiny's been on Simo. Will he be keeping his job? Bevo, you know, he'll probably keep his job because he's got two years on a contract. Yeah. Um, they've got a great list. They should be in the finals, but they don't. Um, they always get excuses. And I think Dan's brought it up a few times that he makes too many moves sometimes, mm. and that probably upsets the. The balance of their team. They've got to beat Geelong this Geelong. week down at the Cattery, mm. and they've got to hope that GWS uh, beat Carlton to get no lose to Carlton to get in. Apparently, too, they haven't won against Cats at the Cattery for twenty years. That's right. And when was the last time they played down there? Yeah. Well, probably what, twenty years ago. Yeah, you see, no, nah, the thing is with the dogs, <laughs> if you haven't got massive supporter base, you get sent to the Tasmanians, you get sent to the Carriers. Yeah. They don't they play a game in bloody Ballarat, you know what I mean? Like it's the Collingwoods that wouldn't go to the Cattery too often. I'll, I'll throw a spanner in there about the the senior guys. Uh yeah, like you say, they played for Simo, that's great, they did. But they play for Simo because he doesn't drop them. So I'm I'll, I'll be a hard one there on that because it's you know they should have done this last week when we played Fremantle, but they didn't step up. None of them did. So, um, but I, I, I get a bit annoyed too. A bit sorry, just on the track a little bit there. You know, the, it's not about getting Harley Reid either. It's getting that number one pick because it wasn't necessarily we're going to get Harley Reid. I mean, I'd like I'm a massive fan of him and take him, but it's about having that number one pick where you can maybe negotiate and get as you you two are the gurus on the on the draft more than me, but it's to get that maybe two or three extra picks in that top 10, top 15 players. That's what that number one pick for. 
And look, there's still a game to go. Who knows? But let's face it, Ruse are going to tank that last game. There's no question there at Tasma- in Tasmania. Yeah, well, while we're on the subject, Eagles give up, pick one. Um, to me, I, I was a bit disheartened, but I wasn't mm. because it, it, it wasn't that – Everyone's saying, oh, we're going to pick Harley Reid. That wasn't 100% that we are going to do it. Like no, you said, exactly. we're going to split it. And to me, I like nearly all the players in the top 10 that have been touted to go top 10. And I know Dan knows it, likes a few of them in there as well. So I reckon if we can pick any of them, we're going to laugh. But it's that avenue where we could have split it and got more. Mm. And that's probably gone now. Um, so unless Gold Coast Suns have a shocker and lose, but I can't see that happening. No. It's down in Tasmania. And as you said, Dan, why, if you were North Melbourne, why would you? They'll why be, would you try and win now? Multiple yeah. changes. But, this well, what, that's what I mean. That they'll rest like yeah. you'll say. But it, the thing that annoys me, this is a game they should win. This is a game they should jot down as a win. And this is kind of the tinfoil hat. It was just a quick one. Was let's see what Ruse do now. Because they've got Suns, but it's in Tasmania. Suns have played in Tasmania seven times and never won. They're a very flaky side. They play very good at Metricon Suns, but when they travel, they're very flaky. Uh, Ruse have pushed a lot of sides. They pushed Melbourne in Tasmania. It's a different ball game in Tasmania. This is a game they should win. So I'm interested to see what it is. Is Larky got a sh- like, you know, tight hammy? Is Larky going to play? You know, I'm waiting for them to drop a couple of players and then just... But the players will go out there to win. So... I think behind the scenes is where they could try and tank because Davies Uniac's not going to go out there and not try. Simpkins not going to go out there and not try. Um, but can they make moves to throw this game? And realistically, as I said, they should actually win. If I was tipping, I hate tipping, I would actually tip the ruse the fact it's in Tasmania against Gold Coast. Well, they'll probably do another interchange bundle, yeah. uh, bungle that they did against Swans, which that had that had, they had that game one. Yep. So, um, yeah, look, out of our hands. Uh, so now we've probably got pick two. It could be pick three or pick four. Depends on the academy picks and what um, compensation uh, the Roos get. Let's get back on to the game that mattered. Um, just quickly, though. Yep. I think I am more on Wayne than you. I was with pick one. It was the opportunity. Yeah, Reed's the best player. But as you guys said, I was probably annoying after a while. The ladder changed every week. I was looking at possible trades every single yep. week. Mm. And there was a stage where, and you look at it now, it's like we've lost pick one. But there was a stage where Melbourne was going hard for Gold Coast's first pick. So we could have had four, five, and, and 15 for pick one. So it's not, oh, we'll get a great player with pick two. Yes, we definitely will. The, the, the top, say, six or eight in this draft, I think is superior, vastly superior to the rest. So we're going to get a great player. But you could have got two in that bracket and then, you know, a 15 and got, you know, you like Hardeman, the backman, you know what I mean? And there's Dersma, there's Watson, there's McKercher, there's, you know, there's so many Curtin, you know, so many in that bracket. But now pick two, I want to know who you would pick. McKercher. McKercher. I'd, I'd be looking at the best midfielder available. That would be definitely McCurcher. McCurcher. I'll tell you what, McKercher played better in the under-18s as a pure midfielder yep. than Harley Reid did, mm. like far superior. And even Sanders, but Sanders is ranked at about 6, 7, 8 around that bracket. But And I, I'll put my hand up. I'm vastly wrong with this, but I had McKercher and Sanders as my two best players after yep. watching the under-18s carnival. But I think we'll pick Kurt. But that said... Like, if I had that pick, I would go McKercher, the pure mid. 
But I think being a David Byrne, being versatile, he can go forward, he can go in the midfield, he can go back. Well, I got so told that, the one I reckon. I got told today by somebody at Claremont, if they was going to go Curtin there, they got rocks in the head. Yeah. Because they said if you if you like Bondon Pelly as a player, yeah, that's what they reckon Curtin can become. Uh, I've actually heard that. And um, so I wasn't certain on Curtin, as they keep saying, but yeah, look, it's going to be interesting. Um, I know. Every team has made a pitch for Gold Coast pick four, which it is at the moment, yep. even the Eagles. So we, we, we could still have another pick in there. Who knows? Okay. Um, Sorry, one more question without notice. I love yep. doing this. This is one for Waza, and I'm going to stitch you up a little bit here. Uh, we've seen your team for next year looks great. You made a comment, and it, it's related to this, so I, I will stitch you up a bit. You believe we're good enough to play finals next year or we could play finals next year, right? So if everyone was fit. 100%. Like if you had Yo, we saw how explosive was yeah. in the midfield. Yeah, I agree. And I, I said that this year too. Would you then take the leap and trade our first round pick for next year for this year? So let's say Gold Coast Suns got pick four. They actually got enough picks already for their academy players. They've stocked up the last couple so of years. So trade next year's first round. Exactly. So go to Gold theirs. Coast and they'll be like, oh, Eagles are going to be horrid next year. They'll be bottom of the line. Yeah, I'd, I'd take the punt. Yeah, you would. So for pick four? Because you'd get a Dersmo, you'd get a Watson. Oh, I've seen four. what's in next year's draft and I'd take the punt. If if we finish like you said, I definitely would. Because I think and next – take that gamble because, as I said, the top six to eight in this draft is unbelievable. They slam this draft, but the top order – is so good, and it's got diversity. You've got Watson, the small. You've got Dersma and Walter, the tall forwards. You've got McKercher and Sanders, pure mids. And then you've got Reed that they just – he's not a utility because he is a midfielder, but he can go out for it, and he's got a great mark. And you've got Caddy in there too. Yeah, jo- Josh yeah Caddy. Nat Caddy's ranked Nat about Caddy. seven, you know. So, I mean, that top eight I'd do it because I reckon the Eagles are loading up for mature players next year. Hmm. And we've cut deep the last two years. So, so I don't think we need to cut as deep this year. I think we just need to add quality. Well, there's a little spanner in the works and uh, people might start talking about that one. What about you, Wayne? So theoretically, you're betting on yourself. Oh, sorry, you're betting on yourself, really. Mm. If you Do you think we'll raise rise next year? I would take the trade. I would definitely trade next year's first pick to get a higher pick. Um, this year as well as whatever pick we got. So we're going to either going to have three or four and if we can get another one at, no, say, five or six, I'd grab it. Yeah, that's it. Four or five if you could trade with Melbourne or obviously the Gold Coast pick. Yeah, I would do the same. I like that way. We'll put the post out on Facebook and see what other people think about because um, I think it's a good idea and it's a possibility that could be well into the works anyway. Um, let's get on to some of the um, players that played pretty good for the Bulldogs. Um, Bond and Pally, Trelaw, English, Lob, Dale and Daniels. Um, Bon and Pelly, he was probably the pick of the, the bunch for Bulldogs. 32 disposals, one goal. Uh, Trelaw, 32 on one. Rory Lobb, three goals. That was probably his best game for the Dogs. Yeah, um, it took a, took a while for me to recognise him because he didn't have his bleach blonde hair. Uh, Bailey Dale probably didn't have his influence as he usually does off half-back, but he did 515 metres gain. Caleb Daniel usually plays really good against us. He had 25 possessions but didn't really hurt us. And Ed Richards, he, he was pretty lively. Uh, 23 disposals, 537 metres gains. Was there anyone else from Bulldogs that you reckon stood out? I think it stood out. I think the one that they're really missing that's not helping him is Bailey Smith. 
on the wing. I mean, he's a real impact player, and he's certainly his form's gone off this year. Well, they they've been playing him as a half forward instead of a midfielder, and the rumor is that he's peeped off that he's been playing a half forward because mm. he wants to be a midfielder. So he's one that could come trade time could spark some uh, interest. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I think cats are really interesting, but that that's another thing I was talking about with Bevo. Like, and I think that's why Dunkley went to Brisbane. Like, he's playing on a wing and a half forward, and he's an inside midfielder. You know, what, what are you doing? Like, play your players where they play well. You know, I know it's good to have a bit of versatility in case someone goes down, someone can plug a hole somewhere. But <laughs> work to your strengths, you know what I mean? Like, bloody hell, I've seen Lob play on a wing. Not on the weekend, but he's moved lob. Yeah, early in the year was. Yeah, it's yeah. like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. these aren't smart moves. You're just flipping magnets around, trying to find something that's not there. You know what I mean? So, uh, the Eagles. Uh, well, there's a debate. Um, depends on what uh, footy sites you're on. Kelly and Cripps vying for best on ground. Um, Duggan, Allen, uh, McGovern, and Yo. That they to me they are the top six for the Eagles. Let's just go over Tim Kelly. As we said, basically said, had the ball on a string, did what he want, fed two disposals, eight clearances, 477 metres gains. I think he had like 10 score involvements as well or something. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Cripps, third time he's kicked five goals in his career, kicked three in the last quarter. And, you know, the ones that he kicks from the boundary line are beautiful. I love it. I just love that sort of kicking. Yeah. Uh, reminds me of himself. No, I didn't say that, did I? Um, Oscar Allen, free goals. Um, you know, for a guy that's kicked 50 goals in a team that's hardly done anything this year, a bit like Larky at North Melbourne, you know, you yeah. got to take your hat off to those guys uh, because the next amount of goals for memory is Jack Darlin with 23. That's right. And then Cripps with 15. And Cripps has only played the last seven games. Mm. So, um Liam Duggan, he's been having a great season, 25 uh, disposals, 460 metres gains. McGovern, now 22 disposals, nine marks. In defence, he was massive. The spoils and when you look at the vision and I'd be dirty if I was Bevo, I'd be going, Norton, what are you doing? Mm. Norton was standing there watching him just run off. Yeah. And it was like, you know, he was waiting for the obviously the overlap to be catch him out, but McGovern is such a good reader of the ball. He is unbelievable. The, what, what he does, and people were complaining that he got two-year contract extension. It was signed in the middle of the year, so it was Cripps. It was done in the middle of the year. They've only just announced it now because a couple of other guys um, signed up. But him being there, he can show the young guys like Bazo um, and – Rotham and whoever else plays down the defence. Um, and Elliot Yo, I thought he was pretty good. Yeah, he played, I think he played um, great, as you, Dan said. Great the way they put him in the middle and the stop in the ball up, then straight back into defence. I mean, I, I always think, I've always said, he's, I reckon his best position's in the back line. I think he's just, his run off the back line is fantastic. And he can kick a ball like Shannon Hearn used to, you know, 50 odd metres. In from the middle of the ground. Simo did say that he did make a mistake leaving him in there too long in the last quarter, mm. which has probably contributed yeah. to his hamstring. Yeah. But when the ball was there to be won, and actually let's think about it, the first two centre breaks in the first in the last quarter, both yo, and we goaled out of one of them, and that was the reason why we probably got in front, you know what I mean? I use the word powerful, and you forget how good his clearances are. Like, they're just... They're strong and they're quick, and it's like it's almost like he's he's got that burst back. 
and that's obviously why he's done his hammy. But I, I don't, I wouldn't even mind if that was his role from now on. Look, we'll give you like centre clearances. Then straight after that, a petch comes in and plays yep. in the midfield as when the ball goes around and you go back. So it's the best of both worlds. You get these explosive power in there, and then you got him solid down back. It's just a shame he went down, but um, yeah, it was great, but. I don't think we're going to really rise and and get back in finals contention t- till our younger players pop up and they become or they have a best on game. Right now, you see potential. Oh yeah. But let's just say when a Hewitt has the game like at Cali or even the Duggan, just the twenty-five disposals. You know, when it, if a Jimby does it, if a Noah Long has the Crips game, you know, as soon as we start to see those younger players, not not consistently, you know, because they're young. But 50, play, 50 games, I reckon. So yeah. that will be three mm. years in the system. That's when we'll start to see that happen. And that's when I think we'll see a rise. Um, because this game was brilliant, but it was all their senior players that stood up and yeah. won us that game. I've got to give credit where it's due. Is, and he hasn't had much from a lot of people. Is Liam Duggan. I mean, he's one of my favourite players, but I'm not saying it because of that. But he's had an unbelievably good season. And look, I know at times his disposal is a little bit a little bit off, but his run off a halfback in a losing team all year, you know, he's vying with Kelly as our best and fairest. There's no quit. Him, Kelly, and Oscar are our three top players without question. But and funny enough, I think Williams would be in there too. Like, yeah, and Bailey weird year, they're the top weird four. Year, yeah, yeah. You look at Liam's game, Duggan's game though. He's really taken to a whole new level, and. Yeah, his dash off a half back is as good as anyone. And the one thing I love about him, he actually goes and defends a player. Now, I don't know if you noticed on the weekend too, he stopped. He was one on three in a competition in a contest, and he stopped that play, and it just got knocked forward. We picked it up, and we gold out of that. I, I, I hadn't seen. I heard it on the radio on my way out to basketball, and then I watched the rest of the. I come back and watched it. I knew exactly where Brad Hardy was talking about when he said that, and it was it. And no one on the TV said a thing about it. Do you know why they don't stopped and, and do you know why they don't us. say things about Duggan? Because he just goes and does the job. Yeah. They don't they don't know who he is. He he's, sounds horrible, he's not, but they don't He's not a flary guy. It's like Brad Shepard when he played. Mm. Everyone on the West Coast knew how good he was. Yeah. Uh the West Coast media. But you, you, this East Coast media, they obviously don't watch enough footy. Oh, or they want to have a look. Yeah. So he does his job, he's done his role, and like he's not he's not flash, but no. he does his role. And like you said, you wouldn't know – if you were watching the game, you wouldn't know he's always in the top three for metres gained. And he's a premiership player. You know what I mean? So um, you, you see Hunt off the half-back line because he breaks lines. Um, you see Jones off the half-back line break lines. But Duggan's doing it the same thing, but you just don't notice it as much because yeah. he's just doing it. He's cruising through yeah. and he's doing what he needs to do. He, and if he, he does the follow-ups. The one percenters, yeah. he goes for the second go and he goes for a third go. Yeah. So that's probably why he gets a lot of metres gains as well. So um, we usually say who the player of the round was and we all decided it was Jamie Cripps because of the five goals, um, only third time in his career. And, you know, when a small forward kicks five goals, I- I'm going to start calling him the barometer now because I have brought up and I think it was in the last podcast, when he's hot, we win. When he's cold, we lose. So maybe he needs that – he's a barometer of our club because it seems to be every time every time where we're in a chance, he's in the top five players as well. So 
we just need to get more consistency into him there. And yeah, watching him it was it was it was brilliant to watch. Yeah, for the listeners, I actually really pushed Crips um, because we all really loved Kelly's game. You know, the fact Bevo didn't man him up. You know, so I think he was favourites in a lot, and you know, it was a ball up, but just. You don't see that type of game from a small forward very often, unless you're bloody Toby Green, to be honest. Yeah. Five disposal, uh, 17 disposals, five goals, three marks, six score involved, three inside 50s. He had four clearances as well. 29 pressure acts, but as we said, pressure acts is just chasing, corralling. It's it's not much. But the eight tackles, he's always bloody tackling. Um, so I'm really glad that we pushed and got Crips for the player of the week. Um yeah, what more can you say? He's another one like Gov. He got the two-year contract. But it's like you, you can't – and we've had this conversation for years ever since we started this rebuild. You've got to have two, three senior players. You've got to dribble them out kind of thing, and that's what we're doing. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy with them to get two years. Um, but going back to McGovern, so we're talking about – he's played eight games this year, ten last year, seven the year before. Imagine if we had Gov and Barras consistently playing together in that back line as well. Mm. Like these, because the impact of these senior players when they're out there, the problem is they're not out there enough and they're not out there together. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's a, yeah. that's a big difference. If we had Yo, we talk about how powerful he's in the midfield, fit and firing next year, where he could do these burst clearances but then go back. If you have Gov and Barras full-time locking down players down the back. It gives players like Edwards and Barras, our other full-backs, time to develop in the waffle. And not disrespecting, they probably could push into the side. Bazo, you mean? Yeah, sorry, Bazo. Yeah. Um, but it, 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 as you say, it brings guys like Rotham in then yeah. to actually play a, in a good brand. Because the problem is when they're injured, Rotham's taking a, a – so we'll use this one, you know, Tex, you know, Walker. You know, he, he's undersized and he's forced to play on these plays. Well, he should be taking the third, fourth best forward. He, he's quick enough, even though he's got a bit of height, to even play on the smalls. So it's a chain reaction. And, you know, and it just the, the lesser lights in the side, like I know he's one of your favourites, Wayne, like even Cole, having Cole in there the whole time, you know what I mean? In defence, like if you actually took our list and made a best 22 – which was and might release his ones next year, not even including the inclusions this year. Our back line is very, very solid. There will be players not playing. It's just the injury is to our keys and it's exposing the young kids too early. Um, and this game to me, it was just you had Gov, you had you, know, you had Crips and you had Kelly. All our senior players just grab these kids, follow us, we'll, we'll show you how to win. And that's what we've been lacking this year. We really have. We've got senior players that are sore, old, and not gelling, not playing together. Um, well, that's what I mean. My heart loved this win. It really did. Like, my brain didn't because I'm always looking at the future and I'm always thinking of trades and such. But watching them play and seeing Gov like – because he was off for, what, a good 10, 20 minutes, I think. Well, they scored four goals when he was off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that so, Nord didn't do anything mm, until he was I off. I just read too, Yo got a week this week too. Not only has he done a hammy, he got suspended the for a week. dangerous tackle? Yeah. Are you kidding me? He got a third quarter. Are you kidding me? It wasn't even a free kick. Oh, my they, God. They did get a free kick because it was in the back. It was a free I, kick. I didn't, didn't think it was. Oh, that's that, – yeah. They should challenge it just for the hell of it because that is shithouse. Yeah. Um, this is where the MRA is getting, going overboard. Um, it's pushing look, 30 players now yeah. the East, for tackles. That's some of the East Coast media did say, you know, 
the Eagles have been talking about if we had our best players in the park, we'd be competitive. And they didn't get respect us for it. And we showed when we got our better players in the park how competitive we can be. And we even won. So, um, yeah, you'd briefly just said the best uh, back line for 2024. Wiverton, Barras, Cole, Duggan, McGovern, Yo. If you play them every week. You'd go pretty well. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I think you'd have a hard time scoring against them. And then don't forget everyone, the forward line's the same too. You put Liam Ryan back in there. Uh you put uh, Waterman back in there. Guess what? The turnaround could be a bit swifter than what everyone thinks. Um, the Waffle guys, I don't know if you watched much of it. Um, I saw bits of it here and there. Uh, East Perth versus uh, uh, the Eagles. Um, it was pretty good for a half, but East Perth, you know, 24 point, 15 goals, 24, mm. 114 to 10 goals, 6.66. Um, you know, if they had a kick straight, it could have been a massive blowout. We only had uh, one, two, three, four, five, six players from our senior side playing. Um, Winder, 29 disposals, two goals, and he's playing good off the halfback line. Mm. So um, maybe they've left it a bit too late for that. I know there's interest from some other clubs, but. We'll see what happens at the end of the year. Callan Jamison's still got a year to run on his contract, 23 disposals, 15 hit outs. Um, he did pretty good. Bazo, 27 goals, 13. Heard he was probably one of the best for the Eagles. It's the second game in a row he's had 10-plus marks. Yeah, Bazo is playing the McGovern role almost. Like he's intercepting Mark, he's reading the play. I, I know we said this when we got him in the 30s, didn't we, that we've got a steal here with Bazo. He oh, will yeah. be good, like – yeah, he's had the, a wretched year. So. Yeah, but so young, and then to go in and play full back on big season waffle players, and doing what he does at waffle level is great. So if you don't see it, like watch the waffle, just know that he is one that is performing very well down there, and he'll uh, probably actually come into the side this week, I reckon. And I can't remember one of the uh, senior players when the Eagles was talked about who's the most improved out of the younger guys, and they said Jordan Baker was nineteen disposal, seven marks, uh, playing. Bit on the wing half back as well. Um, I can't remember who said it, but it was on uh, one of the radio shows. So he's one to look out for. He's an NGA uh, Cat B rookie. Uh, Luke Foley, 16 disposals, seven tackles. And Tyrell DeWar probably had another good game, 16 disposals, five marks. And Harry Barnett, probably still trying to find his feet. He's a big boy. Yeah. Um, 12 disposals, nine hit outs. He didn't go under the ruck much. But look, you know, at least they're competitive and not getting smashed around the ball. Too much, um, but you know, East Perth did go under the Ford 50 58 times um, to the Eagles. I think of about 30. So, you know, it was probably the scoreboard flattered us a bit, but that's what it is. And you know, you only got six players out there, so that's a waffle wrap. Uh, they've only got one more game to go as well, guys. So get down and watch it next week if you can, um, because it's going to be curtains for most of our players. So, um, and I know this is your favourite subject, boys. That's why I've chucked it in. The AFLW. <laughs> If you could just see the look on these guys' faces when I just said that. One shook their head and that one had a bit of a laugh. Look, uh, they um, had their first practice game. So um, they took on Essendon, won six goals, seven to five goals, four. And they take on the Dockers in round one, uh, September the 3rd at Fremantle Oval. And, and I'm taking it that you two guys won't be there. Oh, I think I've got something on that day. I can't <laughs> 
I got to wash the car. <laughs> it was good to see a young um, a prospect, Ella Roberts, be the best on ground for the Eagles uh, AFLW side. Um, look, guys, it's a win. You got to take it when you get them. Um, unfortunately, we have lost pick one, but we've talked about that. <laughs> we still got a game to go. I think we've got hay fever in this house. Yeah. Everyone's sniffing and coughing and that. Um, yeah, look. You've got one more game to go. We could be back there. Who knows? Uh, Gold Coast could uh, tank themselves, trying to keep down there, keep lower down there as well, I think, because if they win, they move up. So um, it's going to be interesting to see on that last Sunday because we already played our games. If we win, it doesn't matter, does it really? Yeah. So uh, do, you think, do you think we're going to have a good chance? Oh, I think we've got a chance again. Adelaide is going to be flat because of what happened on the weekend. And because they're out, they might not yeah, bring over some uh, players. It's ironic. We're we got three big players retiring. Last year we had uh, JK retire, kicked eight in that game. Yeah. And we played Adelaide as well. And we've got the same playing Adelaide again. So it'll be interesting. Um, question for you guys, you know, without notice. Um, oh, I love this. <laughs> I always go off, off screen. Well, it so, is. Yeah. We sort of talked about it off air. But like Simo, all the rumours are that the um, the he's going to get sacked this week. Um, I just want to read a statement out from the club. They've uh, four pits. Patrick said the club remains firm on the position that no decisions have been made on the future of any staff members and none of these key decisions will be made until after the season. That to me says that to me means says um, you're sacked. If you're backing him, you'd say we're backing Simo. No, I thought that was just a nothing statement. Here's a statement. It's a nothing statement all the time. I can't believe we we kind of didn't talk about this because we talked about it so much. Well, that's the question. Um, Do you think Simo gets sacked? I think Simo – I think he's been told. I think he's been told. Yeah, I I think his body language was like happy for the boys, but he wasn't over – like it was almost sombre because he knew it was – Yeah. I think he's been told. I think he knows that – but he doesn't want to take the limelight away from – Hearn and Shuey, who's probably playing on the weekend, so I don't think he's going to mention it. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if he almost mentions it in the post. His messaging meeting, like. the messaging in the game beforehand was, "You guys don't play for me, don't play for the club, play for yourselves," mm. because this is what the game was about, and so that's probably why they was put in a bit of an effort. You got to probably ask questions: Where has that effort been all year? But again, haven't had the amount of senior players out there. The question to that, if we think he's gone, do you think they have a ready-made replacement? Oh, they don't, they'd have someone in the wings for sure. So you don't think they're going to interview? You think they're just going to go out and say, we want you? Well, I, Just I, like Gold Coast have just, done. I, I think like Gold Coast, they've probably been doing their homework for about the last three months and they've found, found someone to take it over or who they'd like to be in the, next, in the, in the seat and I reckon they've found them. My list isn't. Very big, like Josh Carr. Don't like the guy, but he's a bloody good coach. But he's staying at Port because apparently there's an unofficial handover. And I've always been a fan of Don Pike. I like. He was a bit of an scapegoat at the end, scapegoat with the camp and at Adelaide. But people forget he got that side to a, a grand final, and realistically, they they should have won. They were the far dominant team that entire year. So Don Pike would be. Like probably he'd be number one. Yeah, I'm going to chuck out a name for you, Ashley Hanson. Hanson's mm. he might come as assistant. Said, I don't yeah. think he's be a senior yeah. coach yet. Uh, he, he's one for I you. I like him though. No, nah, he yeah. is ready to take the Mate, next leap. He's one from you, and it's very outside. And I but I think they'll go Tom Pike. Me. I, I and I don't know. I wanted Wayne to be on this one. So the VFL is basically. 
done and dusted. The ladder's pretty much set now. Gold Coast are on top. But what people don't realise, Werribee's second, but they've won just as many games. They're just down by percentage. Werribee's not an affiliated AFL side. So to do that is quite an accomplishment. Do you know who coaches Werribee? Ashley Hansen, doesn't he? No. No. Mick Barlow. Mick, Mick Barlow does. Oh, Mick does Barlow's he? Yeah. So I think he's not an AFL system per se, but I think as an assistant I'm talking about, not the head coach, yeah. I would actually go hard for him because he's, he's a funny guy and like he's got that persona about him like he's a bit of a joker. But then when you actually see what he's accomplishing as a coach, it is unbelievable. Mm. He's won, no team has won more games in the VFL than his side he's coaching right now. So, yeah, I would really look for him as an assistant. Yeah, well, you, you've got to – if they're going to move Simo on, they have to move on some of the assistants as well. And um, uh, Daniel Pratt's already uh, been moved on from the Eagles. So, um, yeah, so it's going to be interesting where we go from there, hey? Yeah, be good. All right. Um, You've been given the roundup. That's the music, the cue to round it up. No, no. Well, that's we can hear it in my headphones. I'm going to change it up later on. So, um, um, so yeah. Any until next uh, week, guys. Um, we we could be talking about back to back wins here. Well, but we don't know. The funniest thing is Ruse play before us, so if they don't win, we'll be screaming for a win because then we can't lose the second pick. You know what I mean? And we haven't really had that feeling since the halfway mark of the year, have we? Like, nah. because at the beginning of the year we were talking about Dersmers and that, like, let's get a pick four because we believed we'd go around. And then it was probably after that free game, the wheels fell off. Then halfway through the season, we we're like, we're not getting these players back because every time we got one in, another one would drop. So very interesting, very interesting end to the season. Yep, it's we'll going to be, be interesting. I think we'll be cheering for a win because I think Roos are going to throw the I game. I think we're going to have some interesting off-season podcasts coming up anyway. All right, until then, go Eagles. See you later. Go Eagles. Yeah, the West Coast sky I